Get them fired up and get them to the staging lanes, baby, because Eighth Mile Apparel is now carrying Glowing Bracket Racing merch. Hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and much more can be yours today by visiting EighthMileApparel.com. We appreciate each and every one of you guys supporting the Glowing Bracket Racing YouTube and Facebook pages. We've been away for a little while, but it is January 2nd, 2024. This is episode, we think it's episode 139. It might be more, it might be less. We're not 100% certain. We just hurried up and tried to put something up there real quick. It's been a uh, it's been a long time since we've been on here. It seems like we forgot what we were doing. But as always, we got to start this episode with thanking everybody who allows this to be free to the viewer on Facebook and YouTube every single Tuesday like share and subscribe with all your friends for the best bracket racing talk you can get out there thank you tsr racing products for power glides turbo 350s turbo 4727 transmissions brg 3d printed parts anything that you need printed up you can't find elsewhere i want something a little lighter brian garrett will print it up for you custom syntex printing out there in temple texas driven racing oil use the code gvr10 get yourself 10 percent off your oil we just had an interview go up on our YouTube channel and our Facebook page, you might have seen explaining that you might be able to run something a little bit lighter weight, pick up a few extra of those ponies in your racing engine. So listen to that and give that a uh, give that a idea. Put put your likes and your comments and your all that stuff in there and let us know what you think about that. Proform parts need any extra parts for your race car for the winter time? They got carburetors, alternators, all kinds of accessories, distributors, tools, and much much more. Proformparts.com Crew Chief Pro Software, if you're one of those people that's lucky enough to be racing in the wintertime, it's hard to decide what, uh, there's so many variables that are changing right now. You need Crew Chief Pro Software to help you get things figured out. And if you didn't get it for Christmas, you need to visit eighthmileapparel.com, get you one of these hats, get you one of these shirts. We got hoodies too. I'm sure some of y'all are wearing them right now, but eighthmileapparel.com, it's on the screen behind me, I believe, right now. So that's your place to go get it. There's the website. Go find it. But George, my speakers Yo. are messing up. Everything's crazy right now. What have you been up to during this little hiatus we've had? Man, Casey, I feel like I hadn't talked to you since last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2024, man. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome in. GBR Live, like Casey said, episode 139-ish. Put the air quotes on it. Not much, Casey, going on over here, dude. Just... uh. Pretty busy with pretty busy day at work today. Kind of coming back from a little bit of a hiatus, like the most of us have, and um, getting back into the swing of things. Hopefully, knocking out a few issues here and there as we go through the work day, and then getting a chance to jump on here. Definitely the highlight of the afternoon right now, being able to jump on, talk some some bracket racing with you guys, and and uh, just if you if you didn't know it, guys, make sure you type um, exclamation point notify 
in the chat. I, 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 when we went to PRI, we got a whole lot of comments that says, we never know when you guys are live. We don't get any notifications. Well, that exclamation, exclamation point notify will give you those uh, those notifications. Casey, man, what we got going on today? I know we have a pretty interesting uh, open discussion that I think we're going to have here. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's something that a lot of people have been asking. Uh, we got to talking about it quite a bit over the break. You and I talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, several of my racing buddies were calling me over Christmas time. You know, everybody kind of has a little bit of extra downtime they don't normally have. So we're kind of all catching up on things and I uh, see a lot of new names over here in the chat. I just want to shout out real quick. We got, of course, Dylan Champion, that guy. He's he's always here anyway. We got GDC over here, Racket Racer, 9622 Super Comp. Uh, who else we got? Drag Racer 4809, Justin Crider, Nova Fan Team 14, Barn, George Hoff. Hopefully we'll have some more coming in here. I know it's a little early out there in the central side of things, but we appreciate all you joining us for this new year. Anyway, George, I've had so many people... I don't know why they think we know everything. We don't believe it or not. Shoot. <laughs> but, uh, you should know that. If you watch this show for 139 episodes, you'd know we don't know what we're talking about half the time. But WDRA versus IHRA, man, this thing was going to town like, you know, this everybody's saying, <laughs> yeah, everybody's saying one's going to take over the other. One's going to do this. One's going to push one out. There's no way they can both win. TJ Phipps, congratulations on that runner-up, by the way, man, um, this weekend at Coastal. Anyway. You know, it seemed like everything subsided. And, you know, the thing that I just heard over and over and over is what's going on? Like, what are we what are we doing? Is there going to be, you know, IHRA announced the Hot Rod Classics, but we don't have a purse structure. So what's up with that? How are we going to schedule around that? WDRA said that they're going to be the home of sports and drag racing, but I don't see anything like this having been posted up for, for anything with WDRA. So, like, what are we going to have with that stuff? Um, you know, literally, the question is, what's going on? Especially, the reason that it's such a hot topic in my area is because we have four WDRA tracks, I believe, now in a very small area in North Carolina. So we have four WDRA, and we have three. I believe we have three IHRA tracks that are relatively close, and a fourth one, if you want to count Darlington, um, right there as well, which is going to have one of these hot rod classics out there. So. People out here really want to know what's going on with these two series because they need to figure out where, you know, if this Hot Rod Classic is going to be $10,000 to win, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to take off work specifically for that event. So, you know, what do we need to do to get some more information out here? Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a great, great question. I believe the feeling is mutual across across the country, for, for lack of better terms there, um, from east to west. IHRA, WDRA, who does have the lead as it pertains to the grassroots bracket racers of the drag racing sport? And I don't I don't think anybody has the answer, to be honest. Seems like it's fairly neck and neck or quiet is kept with one of them being better than the other. And we just don't realize it yet. Uh, and maybe it might be kind of a maybe it'll take a couple of years, two or three years to figure out which one comes out in front. I know one thing we can get IHRA on here to explain uh, either by Larry or Mel, uh, what the purse structure looks like, how the race is going to be ran. There are a lot of classes, and this is going to be my first comment on the on the subject. 
There are a lot of classes on those uh, on those classics, Casey. You got anywhere from your dot nine. Well, I don't know what it'll be. Maybe dot nine. It's not dot ninety, but throttle stop classes in there going to the eighth mile. And then you got some some pro mod action. Then you got some 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 super pro action. Then you got some real steel no prep action. And I'm no sitting prep, here trying. To, well, I don't know. Maybe not no prep because I mean they're gonna we're gonna be on a prep track for bracket racing and all that other good stuff. If it was no prep, we'd really be in a a world of trouble, but I'm, I'm sitting here crunching it. Everything sounds good. Are, from what we see, are they running this in a marathon, Casey? Is it overtime? I'm seeing dates on schedules. I'm, I'm hearing things. I don't know which way's up. So what I'll try to do for sure is uh, what we'll try to do here at Going Bracket Race Community is get uh, get IHRA back on here. Maybe we'll have another question uh, question and answers, and you can ask them directly. What do you think, Casey? Yeah, and uh, I guess we should just say that it looks like a bunch of them were announced uh, that I had missed during the last little bit of December. Obviously, we knew about Darlington and XRP because those are kind of our home track areas, our general vicinities anyway. Uh, but there's also one at Alabama. There's one at, I can't figure out how you say it, but it's in Ohio. It's like Kunal or something. It might be a newer track out there, or maybe it was maybe it was taken over by somebody else. And then there's one at Muncie, which we all, of course, know about because of the OG million back in the day, things like that. And you and I, growing up where we grew up, we know all about Muncie. Right. Um, you know, they're three-day events. So the question, I mean, you know, obviously you, you already said that there's going to be a ton of classes here. So it's going to be something for everybody to do. But, um, you know, are there enough of these events? Because the whole draw to the dot 90 stuff and especially the dot 90 stuff in my opinion is number one it's something you can't do very often uh, but number two and most importantly i think those people always want to run for a championship they want a point system well i can tell you right now that there's not going to be anybody running around all those places there might be some people that run in the one say at xrp and maybe they head up to ohio or something but you're XRP gonna, to Ohio is a long ride, big dog. Exactly. But I mean, it's not like Darlington to Ohio. You know, it's, I mean, it's just, it's, they're too far away. They're, you know, and like I said, I think the whole, the, the thing that really got me thinking about it was PDRA is, is primarily East Coast, right? It's huge out here. And then you got Verge in the Midwest a lot, and it comes out here a little bit as well. Right. And, you know, all these top sportsman cars that are in this area aren't going to leave the Carolinas when they can run PDRA and they can run all the 450 and 470 index stuff that you can have out here. And a lot of the top dragster stuff, they don't have all the additional, but Verge does have the 450 series. But, you know, those cars, they have to primarily work their schedule around. Some of them have to work their schedule around engine maintenance, because if you have you know, one of these 481Xs or Hemis or something, and you're really turning it, and you're going 4.0s, 390s, some of them are going up to 370s in a door car running top sportsman now, you're not going to be able to run 300 runs on that motor. You're going to be lucky to get 150 out of that motor. Man. So you have to base your ideas off of, you know, how, how many runs am I willing to run here, here, and here, you know? So the I guess the, the point is, is, at the same time, if they all of a sudden come out and say we're going to pay twenty grand to win top sports and top dragster, now they're going to schedule that there, and that'd be something that PDRA would have to schedule around. Yep, yep. And 
all the questions I think are valid. I'm gonna look into the chat here. I know I've I've seen a few different things there. Don't forget it's uh, it's uh, exclamation point notify. I'm seeing some of notifications and all these other different ways of putting it. If you don't put that exclamation point in there and then notify, it won't tell you anything. Anyway, I'm seeing some questions here on on and I'm trying to scroll up to them. You see me looking at my other computer over here, but um, yeah, Kobe Kobe Bullock. He says too much food. He weighed the car down from the new year. I'm in the same boat, man. I'm I need to lose a few of the poundages that I've put on. Uh, Greg Gebhardt, he typed in the notify, um, and then I think I seen a question from Greg. Is there a Roadster um, class that's going to be going? Any Roadster Corvette classes? That would be pretty interesting. Nothing that we've heard of at this point, but with all these classes, would it hurt to have that many? That's from Cody Newman. What do you think, Casey? With all the classes that we have in bracket racing, is what I presume he's saying. Would it hurt to have so many classes in the IHRA? And here's my first thought. Okay, how are we gonna, as bracket racers, have a? It, it feels like NHRA number one. Let me throw that out there, where you have you have so so many different classes, but a bracket race surrounding all of this means there are gonna be a lot of racers there. That's all I got. Uh, if you throw, I don't know how much the purse is, but if it comes out that five grand's the purse, ten grand's the purse, I'm just gonna speak from from an XRP standpoint and my opinion itself. You're gonna have about 250 freaking Super Pro cars in that class. All right, so how are we gonna run qualifying classes for Rod? And and maybe they're expecting the Super Pro classes to be the largest, whatever the case may be. And I could be answering my question, but let me know your thought, Casey. How are we gonna run all that, top sportsman? Um, real steel, rod classes, um, super pro, maybe some junior drags. How are we going to run all that, man, in one in in one day or seemingly three, whichever the case may be? That's a good point, man, because if you're going to be there for three days, then people are going to want to be, especially if you're running the, I guess the top drags or top sportsman stuff, they might see it differently. Even the rod classes might see it a little differently because they're of what they're used to with NHRA stuff or PDRA stuff for that matter, things like that. But your super pro and pro, which would be mod and IHRA, but anyway, they're going to want to race every single day. And I can also tell you that if I'm a guy that has a super comp dragster or a, uh, or a super gas roadster, quick rod, super rod, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I'm going to run, I'm going to want to run super pro also, you right. know, so so even if you say no double entries, you're still having double entries unless you say you can only run one class and you're going to have everybody and their brother show mm -hmm. up because you know they're going to give Iron Man out. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's I can see some comments in the chat right now. How are you going to finish it is the key. All right. It definitely can't be over one day. Maybe you say let's finish all the way up to the second round in every class or whichever classes are going to start eliminating kind of right off the rip. Um, but if you don't do that, we're, we're going to have a lot of cars and not enough time to finish. Well, you know, you just gave me an idea too. What if this is, you know, cause we don't know, cause none of this stuff's been announced yet. That's right. What, this if, this is a no, what if this is a no buyback scenario? Because all the rods and top sportsman and stuff, they're not going to be buyback. buyback. So there might be no buyback for this other one. So let's say, let's say you got 200 cars for easy math, 200 100 second round, 50 third round, 25 fourth round. Like we just narrowed them down real quick. Now we can get done in a day, you true. know, because we true. didn't have to run those 200 cars twice. True, true. So, no, man, and, and, and that might be, honestly, Casey, 
that may be the only way to finish the race as a whole is to just have it uh, uh, one go down, uh, two go down, one come back from first round on. Um, Which is fine. That's fine by me. I think it's fine with a lot of people in, in the bracket racing uh, sport right now. We've seen it done on, on the big money stage quite a, a, a few times, actually, um, if, if not by design, by force, because you got five... 500 and some entries. Yeah, I seen the old boy. I think I'm watching the New Year's Nationals. They canceled dang time run. So, well, so be it. Come race. You know what I mean? You got to do what you got to do to get the race on to, to get it finished. And if no buybacks is the answer, then so be it. But you better put that on that flyer, you know. Um, better right. put, like, we, like we've spoken before, Casey, you better put that, hey, if we get 250 or 300 Super Pro cars, we're going to be forced to no buyback. Or, or start first round, no time run, and then get a buyback for a cheaper amount of money. I don't really know. You know what I mean? But, hey, man, that's a, that's it's an inter- interesting conundrum. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how it turns out, man. And I'm, I'm thinking that it could be good. But, man, I just, I just don't understand how you get it all done. I don't. Well, I guess then another question that leads me to is what uh... – because obviously the one at XRP, you'll more than likely be there if, as long as your schedule allows for. I'll be at the one at Darlington because it's, you know, three hours, three and a half from my house. I'm not 100% certain. I've only been there once, but I'll go to that. Um, so if you're a guy that needs to, you know, travel, I guess three and a half hours is a decent distance. But let's say five. What does this race need to be? What does this purse structure need to look like? for you to be willing to go there. Like, is an Ironman enough for you to travel five hours? For some people, it is. For a lot of people, it isn't. Not whenever you're in an area where you could just go big money bracket racing and race mm-hmm. for three days, that, the same three days, but now you have a chance to win 50, 100, 150 more, you know, like for probably, you know, the way that these divisional type things happen, usually it's pretty close to the same amount of money, but you can make significantly more. Yeah, man, I'm going to be honest with you, and before I do, I'm going to, I'm going to shout out Johnny Beecher here. He says, track need the buyback money, and and I believe that's a, a very good a good statement. That's that's spot on, and in this case, I want to say IHRA is going to be putting on these races anyway, so almost regardless of where the race is, I think it's going to be backed by IHRA, or, or they're going to be somehow yeah, the ones no, putting on the race. It's done at somebody else's track, but IHRA right. is the one that has kind of the controller in their hands saying, go forward, go backwards. Either no, way, look at it. Ready. Either way you look, yes, renting it, but either way you look at it, that buyback money goes a long way to make that purse the way you want it. So that's an excellent comment out of Johnny there. Uh, I'm kind of with you 100% on that, um, Casey. But kind of back to your question, I got off off track there. Give me the last little bit. You know, I, I got off track with my little time. I was just saying, I was just saying, what would it take for you to actually want to travel to this? Because gotcha. without them having more of these to be able to have a championship, that's the reason why people are really willing to follow NHRA stuff and gotcha. get paid beans and just race for a Wally. It's not about the Wally. It's about the championship. I got you. And I think that the Ironman is a actually, it is a prestigious award. I'd love to have one on my wall or somewhere flaunting behind behind the stream here. Hey, George, he drag races, but he also wins Ironman. Like, I want to be able to point to him and give him a name, like Scotty the Ironman or something. I don't know. Uh, but so I think that this race, these races, these rod classics, they're not going to be for the well-traveled 
in my opinion. I can I see five grand max as a purse. Five grand in an Iron Man, and I'm only talking about in the Super Pro category itself, right? Five grand in an Iron Man. I see maybe paying starting at the eights. If we get lucky, if we get lucky, you'll see some some round money, which that you'll definitely you're gonna get a crowd if you put round money in it in the first place. We all know that, Casey. Um, but I don't see very many people traveling to and from. I think this is maybe a two to three hour um, cast it net where you're trying to to reel in as many of the two to three hour away. I say that because I think that XRP is probably going to pull quite a few Houston racers, two to three hours, rough, actually three, three and a half hours. I don't know. I ain't never drove it. But somewhere around in that range away from XRP. And then you're going to want to go the other direction in uh, Oklahoma, pull those racers down into the mix. Five grand in an Ironman, Casey, is all I can see honestly being the purse. And maybe, again, maybe, maybe paying paying to the eights. Well, if you... uh... If they can get a strong contingency program together and it like, you know, if you have all these stickers, you see all those, all those, uh, it's hard for me not to say 90 cars or whatever, but anyway, you see all those cars. We all know what I'm talking about. Um, with all those stickers on them, if you win a race, there was a time where you'd look at each one of those stickers and say, you know, 200, 400, 600, 800, and you add that all up, and all of a sudden that's like $10,000, you know? Sure, sure. So if they can come on with a strong contingency program, there'll be plenty of people that want to gum run this stuff in all the classes because a lot of times, like in PDRA, I'm pretty sure that the bracket bash still is included in a lot of the contingency programs. So if you can do that, now all these guys, IHRA, if they can have a strong enough contingency program, they only need to pay two grand because if you can get another five from the stickers on your car, you know. Yeah, but let's let's just just call it let's just call a spade a spade. When is the last time we seen a lucrative contingency program? And then number two, if there was one, NHRA had gobbled it up a long time ago. You know it well, just like I know it. Well, the thing is, is they do have one. It's just such a pain to get paid. To get paid. That's yeah. the problem. Well, is that. Luke said, Luke Bogacki said he's still waiting to get paid for stuff from like early last year or something. You know, it's it's just that's how that stuff is. And that's what my dad told me that that was a huge problem he had back in the 80s and 90s, which if you ever won any money, then nobody would ever get paid. And back then, of course, there was no Internet to bombard people with emails and stuff. But clearly that doesn't work today either. And now it would be even easier to say that you missed it. How about this? Obviously, the contingency program needs to be revamped. And probably across motorsports as a whole, I don't I don't pay attention to other other NASCAR, other places, things of that nature who might have something like this going on. But what about gift cards? Is it is it is it that easy or or would it be easier to say, let me give you a discount off of said product than here? Let's let's get a a freaking W4 or whatever form you need for me to pay you sent in and, and then we'll get your money out to you. Do you think that we just need a, and I know this question is kind of off, off the cuff and putting you on the spot. What type of revamp should I say, do you think we could do to the contingency to actually make it lucrative to the racer? I think that, uh, I think what they should do, and I can't believe they don't do this because essentially for example, NHRA all these years is doing free advertising with all their cars that, you know, come here. And what they should have done a long time ago is they should say to be a part of our contingency program, you put X amount of dollars in escrow with us every year and they do it just like your home mortgage payment. 
whenever they take your, your home insurance as a part of your mortgage payment every month, that's exactly how they should do it because then they can pay out of that. When that escrow is empty, then that contingency is no longer good until you replenish it. Like, so, and I'm looking at, just, oh, my, bad, Casey. my bad to cut you off. I'm looking at a comment from Robbie and I'm not going to try to butcher your last name there, Robbie. Robbie S says, NHRA sportsman program is a joke. Entry fees went up. Purses stay the same. Contingency has turned into giving product only and not money. So I just got through saying that the revamp of the contingency program, does it mean just give out product or a gift card to said contingency? And is that enough? That's the, that's the consensus. I think that we're going to have to take a look at as a, a, the sport in itself. What is enough? to get to get the contingency program back on on the road there and uh, other other things back into the ihra out of out of bobby williams says almost what do you say here you're getting text here almost seven months from the release and still no details and he's he's talking about ihra here which i can understand the frustration frustration i have work they're already letting people take their vacation time off and some of the days are starting to get filled up without me being able to put my hat, my even get my try in there to get the time off. But he's saying they released it so long ago and and nobody's really coming out with anything else. I'd have to imagine a lot of people feel that way um, as well, Casey. Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's I mean, for example, I know it's only January 2nd right now, but how come I just looked at both of the series we've been talking about? And I'm sure NHRA is the same way other than their pro program, maybe. But uh, how come I went on there and under the schedule, it doesn't have a 2024 schedule because there's plenty of bracket racing series already that have 2024 schedule. Just go look at Michael Beard's uh, master schedule. Look how many races have already been announced and they have flyers. Like, it's just, it's crazy to me that, um, you know, I couldn't do that at my job. You can't do that. I had stuff. I already have jobs being scheduled for February whenever it was December. You know, like it's work doesn't just stop because of the holidays and everybody's wondering what's what. Well, all of the sportsman racers, for the most part, are normal people that have to put in vacation time. So why don't we know if these races are worth going to or not? Right. So, you know, right. that's how I feel about it. Right, right. So, no, Casey, it's perfect timing. We come up to this, 427. Go ahead. This is something I just want to say real quick because this is a very good um, this is a very good comment by TJ Phipps here. How many people with expired or uncertified chassis or outdated safety equipment are willing to update to run these races? Uh, I can't see whatever that says because it's behind something, but get by without it bracket racing for $100,000. Hey. So. Hey, put your put your comments in the chat for that one because I think we can kind of we can kind of run with that. We're going to go to a quick quick break here. Give our marketing partners a moment of time to to let you see what they got new, let you see what they got coming, and uh, we'll be right back to you. Don't go anywhere. BRG Motorsports 3D printed racing parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation. Items like safety belt magnets, nitrous bottle holder and even quick-release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts. Have a look at top-selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts at telephone number 765-729-1177. 
here's the skinny on the Proform Slim Fit Radiator Systems. They are the industry's first and only four inch thick radiator system. That's the radiator plus the shroud plus the fan combined. combined. A complete unit that's up to 40% thinner than others on the market. Fully assembled for performance out of the box. Eliminate the stress and frustration that comes as precious weekend hours are lost trying to upgrade your cooling system with major space constraints. The SlimFit system utilizes two patented pieces of technology, allowing for a seamlessly integrated radiator system with a third tank in the center of the radiator where the high-performance fan motor is installed inside the core, not hanging off the shroud. The coolant can flow all the way through the radiator, eliminating dead space. And it looks especially great under the hood. Sleek angles, eye-catching perforations, and a smooth aluminum shroud complete the streamlined four-corner design that defines style and a well-put-together engine bay. TSR Racing Products has everything you need to make your Powerglide Turbo 350, Turbo 400, and 727 transmissions the best they can be on the street or at the track. With exceptional products, customer service, and over 30 years of experience, TSR Racing Products is always available to help their customers with any of their transmission needs. In-house machining ensures you only receive the best products from TSR Racing. Visit TSR Racing Products at tsr-racing.com or give them a call at 800-394-394. 5889. The chassis. We are back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Golden Bracket Racing Community. Can't can't thank you guys enough for, for being here with us. Commenting in the chat, it makes it a whole lot easier to have a conversation surrounding some of the things that we would like to see in our sport around our sports, whatever the case may be. If you got a thought, don't don't hesitate uh, to put it in the chat, and we'll do the best that we can to shout them all out. Uh, special thanks to all of our marketing partners, TSR Racing Products, Proform Parts, Crew Chief Pro, uh, Driven Racing Oil, BRG 3D Printed Motorsports Parts, Syntex Printing, Ken Jones Performance, uh, Eighth Mile Apparel, if you guys like this door trucks rule shirt, uh, we'll have a new one coming out pretty soon. You like the hats, we got those online. Head over to Eighth Mile Apparel, go ahead and get you some GBR merch. We can't thank you enough for uh, supporting the Going Bracket Racing uh, community here. Casey, real quick, man, I want to holler uh, holler out at uh, Cody Spears there. He left a, a message here. So we at least see uh, one of the sanctioning bodies ha has already put out their schedule kind of the world final schedule things of that nature there and that's going to be over to the wdra which we don't get a chance to talk about wdra a bunch to be frank i don't know a lot about wdra as a whole i don't think there is a wdra track in texas and if there is i just don't know which one it is um so that's kind of my take on the wdra um you might know more than me because i think there's more in your area but seemingly it looked like they had a decent year as well um, and the kind of tug of war for track for track uh, participation continues to uh, to rear its its face in our sport. So it's good, in my opinion. It's always good to have some competition. What are your thoughts, Casey? Oh yeah, man. That's I mean that's what I've been talking about this whole time. Is I just I want to know what's going on. And I did while you were saying that I did go to WDRA's website and I do see under the world finals stuff. But whenever I was looking, I was looking under, I believe it was the events tab or something. 
and it only showed 2023 stuff. So that's why I was confused on where, where, you know, where anything was going to be. But either way, uh, I want to go back to this comment that TJ made right before we went to commercial break. And what, you know, there are a lot of uh, these big money races where you don't have to have all of these special credentials and everything to run the races. Um, you know, things are a little more lenient in those scenarios because it's essentially their particular, it's it's whatever that track promoter wants going on. So like he said, you know, why are you going to update all your stuff and pay all this extra money for chassis certifications and update your seat belts and get get the flex plate sticker and get your transmission case recertified. And I mean, you're talking legitimately thousands of dollars to have the ability to go participate in, in some race like this. And uh, you don't even know if it's worth it or not, whenever you could just go run a hundred grander. But are we talking about NHRA certifications? Yeah. I mean, all the IHRA stuff is supposed to follow NHRA stuff and WDRA uh, has to do the same thing. So Yep. Okay. I'm being honest with you because I, I I didn't know. I don't know if they all follow the same the same specs or 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 cert or uh, restrictions. This that and the third. Um, that's fine by me. And I, I honestly I don't see a lot of people who are, especially if they're not trying to chase something like that Johnny Ezel's dragster that we saw Casey at PRI. Yep. I don't care what nobody says. That is a heck of a prize to win at World yes. Finals. Okay. Yes. That is what it is. That car was clean. I wish I had my camera rolling when I, whenever we rolled up on that thing, man. But And I can't remember whose car it was. It was a completed car. It was getting ready to head out to Florida, I believe. But heck of a car. It might have been Donnie Burleson's uh, in that area somewhere, Donnie Burleson's car. But, man, that was a heck of a car. Anyway, man, looking forward to um, seeing who wins that. That's a heck of a prize. That yep. might be worth Certifying yep. your race car, sir, or yep. changing your seat belts because you hadn't done so yet. Um, whatever the case may be. Speaking of, that's true. And and I don't know. I, I'm not even going to bring that out the hat. Just be on the lookout for that Fuel Tech video. Uh, he might have he might have let out a nugget or two about other things that Fuel Tech offers. Hint, hint. Go ahead, Casey. Barnes <laughs> uh, leading me into what I was wanting to talk about next, and it was based on something you said earlier. So Barnes says, why do people chase a Wally instead of big money races anyway? And my thought was that uh, it's, it's kind of a segue, I guess. Not really. Maybe it's not now that I think about it. But is this the year that promoters need to start putting in the flyer that at X amount of cars, we're no longer going to allow buybacks? Because it's, that's happening more and more and more lately. Dude, it's 100% time. It's 100% time. And here's why. I don't know if you saw what all SFG gave away at that uh, with their point series this year. They gave away a whole lot of stuff, man. And that's the first time that I've seen such a prize package come out of SFG. So, hey, hats off to you guys for the prize pack that you put out for racers who have come. You know, they, they're coming to multiple SFG events. I think um, um, the, the, the Mr. Brandon, of course, the rabbit, he's always going to be somewhere near the top. I think um, Corey Glitty might have been up near the top. I can't name them all because I'm just going off the dome, but I know I saw some of those names take home some pretty pretty nice prizes, man. From a brand new S and W car to fifteen grand, I think fifteen grand might have went to Nick. Actually, Nick Hastings might have won the dragster casing. Everybody know that's just getting sold. He ain't getting in no dragster. 
I think Wes May might have, might have won one too or something. Right. Hey, but, Nick Hastings ain't getting in no dragster, bro. We already know that ain't happening. But that's who won that dragster chassis. You know what I mean? So yep. hats off to those good prizes, Casey. Those are the things that bring all these racers to the racetrack. Uh, unless you say Bristol and then they're coming just because it's Bristol, right? But those things bring the, the races to the track. That's why you get your 400, your 500 entries and so many doubles. You guys got promoters. You got to protect yourself because you, you are going to run into situations, especially at Bradenton, where there's a strict curfew. Go to Xenia if you want to. Strict curfew. Um, and then try to get all those cars down the track. Put on a, a decent program, not tire out the racer to the max to where they're not able to race your next event. All those things are are said that day, man. I know I said this once before, Casey, but you remember that that micro mini machines dude? He used to have the commercials, and then at the very end of talking about the micro mini machines, he would give all the disclaimers as fast. I don't know how fast this man was talking, but he was fast. <laughs> That's what uh, promoters might have to do. And that, you get your magnifying glass out. Look down up. Look at line number thirteen. Get your magnifying glass. Scroll in quick. It says we got if we got three hundred and seventy five cars, we gonna count. We gonna cut them buybacks. It's, it's a fact. I, it's happen. I mean, I can tell you that. I can tell you, twenty twenty three is probably the the most races I've seen not finish out of all out of all the years that I've seen and been involved with racing. I have never seen so many races not finish, mostly due to, because not finishing and getting to, say, 16 cars or eight cars or something, and then curfew hits, and those guys got, you know, a $100,000 pot to split. People don't complain about that. People complain when you're splitting $100,000 amongst, you know, 100 people or something like that, or 200 people at times. Um, because they did, they did come to race, you know, everybody came there to race and, you know, sometimes there's unforeseen circumstances, but I can tell you right now that if there's 400 cars at a race, um, you know, you really, if, if you're really still needing to have the buyback structure, you need to revamp your flyer a little bit because a promoter should be making money at 400 cars after everything's all said and done. I don't have any problem with the promote. I, I think more than anybody, there's a lot of people complaining about promoters. I am not one of those people. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say that, and I know they want to finish their races too. They all do. So, because then this is one less thing they have to worry about. They came to pay the money to one racer also. So ultimately yes. I just think it's, I think it's time The fine print. There's, they need to add one extra line in there that says that X amount of cars, we're not doing buybacks. You're not going to hurt. I don't even think you're going to hurt anybody's feelings doing it. Um, if you, if, heck, if you're at the point or if you if you feel like that hurts your wallet a little bit, then put the number up there somewhere in north of 450. If you're at that point, or let me say shy of 450. If you're at that point, you've obviously made a major money and some, in my opinion, and I'm not watching your pocket. Okay, I hope you make as much money as possible too, because that means you're going to keep throwing the races so that I can keep paying you the money so I can come do it, right? But the way I see it, man, is if, if your number is high enough, you're going to be fine cutting out buybacks anyway, and most of your drivers are going to be okay with it. I know some people who who would, after they see the buybacks are cut, man, they're going to double in. And if they take that idea, Casey, which we've been we've been talking about it all year long, if they say if you're double entered, you don't get a buyback anyway. If they take that idea, dude, 
I'm telling I'm you, like, it's, it's only going. That has to be tried at least once, and then or twice by two different promoters, and then converse with each other. See, see how it worked. I mean, competition ain't, I, we ain't that. We I are still, friends, man. Right? <laughs> I, I still try. Uh, you know, I talk about that all the time, and I still, uh, I still would like to see somebody try that out. Um, where, you know, again, if you haven't heard me say it before, I'll say it again. My thought process was: you have the choice at the gate. You can either double enter and you have no chances for buybacks, period, for the whole weekend, or you can single enter and you have a chance for a buyback if you need it. So basically the single entry is, in my mind at that time, they're on the same as the double entry, but they don't got to front the money sure. if they don't need to. But sure. they can guarantee they can be in second round, and that double enter guy is just betting on the fact that he's good enough to get them to the second round, and now he has an advantage. They can both so I, that's, I think it evens the playing field a little bit too. Everybody thinks – Go ahead. It it probably cuts because in that scenario, probably a lot of people would still double. And I bet you it cuts your buyback round from say, say if everybody bought back, that's a hundred percent. I bet you it cuts it down to 25% of the cars would be buying back. Yeah, man. You know? I, I think 25 is probably harsh, but man, I could see 60%. I could see a 60% number in that buyback, in that buyback window to where all, all the single enters who lost they're they're buying back. It is what it oh, is. That's, but that's what I'm saying. You say I'm bring saying it down every, to 75. I'm saying everybody buys back. Like if there's 400 entries, 200 of them buy back. Sure. And then I'm saying now you're only going to have probably 60 guys out of that 200 that would even have the ability to buy back. And they're not all going to lose, you know? Either way, the way I see it here, uh, and and I see Robbie Robbie S. saying again, single entry with, uh, with the doubles not being able to buy back. Either way, either way it goes – it would make the run the race faster. There's no way that it isn't going to be faster, only allowing the doubles to just double their way through, not get a buyback. Because we counted it, Casey. Double entries, if you add in time runs, man, they got what, six runs by the time second round gets here, or eight runs or something ignorant if they bought them both back. You know, it cuts yep. it cuts down time on the track. It also evens the playing field. Big money money in your wallet ain't ain't necessarily the reason why you went in a race anymore because you're entered so many times, you know? Well, I think, I mean, really the overall reason was, is the, the whole, uh, the whole structure of buybacks and everything and big money racing essentially was put in there because they needed to, or double entries, not buybacks, uh, yep. double entries was simply because they needed the car count to justify the purse. Well, the thing is the cars are showing up now. I mean, Spring Fling Bristol last year sold out in like three minutes. It was like, what, 450 entries or something sold out in three minutes. Broke there are plenty of my friends. Yeah, there's plenty of my friends out here that said, man, I'm trying to look for one because I didn't, I couldn't get one because they couldn't get on in time. And uh, that means that there would have been even that many more. And these are all people that know it's going to be a single entry only. So, right. Right. you know, it's, hmm. I think that, you know, certain races, certain races need to go to a single entry system or maybe go to a I've seen I've seen them before be you can double enter, but we're nobody's buying back, period. Yeah. Uh, Let me you know that works, too. Let me pull this thought here, too, real quick, because it's along the same lines of what we're talking about, getting the races done, which is great. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys got us uh, really talking about a, a, a crucial topic in in the sport right now but 400 top cars versus 400 foot brake cars isn't even a comparison uh, hold on he's saying I, yep. I think he's talking about 
uh, on who gets down the track the fastest or being able to complete it. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Casey? Is our top ballers just well, slower or what? It's the it's the dragster side of things because of the burnout process more than anything, and there's a lot of other processes that slow it down as well. Uh, but uh, the fact of the matter is, is that foot brake cars, you can you have one guy doing a burnout while uh, while the other guys just got to like a hundred feet, and there's another car's turning off the track because, which that's something you can't do in a dragster because there's plenty of cars like for example my blue nova when i put the slow motor in it there's there's a lot of times that a dragster will be right behind me whenever i'm coming to the ticket booth because they get down the track so fast and that thing's a turd you know so yeah it's just not it's it's not safe to do it that way in certain scenarios but i can tell you also that i see a whole lot of dragster guys that uh that can be staged before a lot of door car guys too and it at some point we might have to, hopefully we don't have to, but at some point we might have to go to that whole shot clock idea and somehow figure that out because there's, you don't need to just sit there and jack around all the time. It's ridiculous. True statement. I like Jim Balkert's thought here too. Let's uh, let's talk about this and, and maybe uh, get a, a thought or two uh, around this. Uh, I think if you're at risk of not finishing, the first thing you have to do is eliminate all double entries. Now, I'll go first here because I, I think I think that the double entries is kind of how big money bracket racing survives in the first place to some extent. Um, most of these big money bracket racers or people who can travel to race like this, they want to be double entered. And so taking that away, Casey, my question to you and, and to the community as well is would that lessen the want to travel to the bigger money bracket races? I can see buyback, but I don't know about double. So you're saying you're saying if double entry was not allowed, is that what correct. you're saying? Correct. Uh, Jim Backward's basically saying if we cut doubles first, you you make you make the race way faster. And in a sense, it makes sense because the double got to cool down to some extent before they come back up. They got to refuel this, that, and a third. But we've already got a remedy to that, and that's making doubles race doubles. So in a sense, at these big money races, there's two or three different classes being called up. Uh, this color door car, this color dragster, whatever the case may be. And then you throw in, if you missed it, you get thrown into the end of whatever class is there. What do you think, Casey, is uh, getting rid of doubles? Does that does that help? I would personally rather get rid of buybacks before doubles just because at a big money event, um, at a big money event, it's kind of a different thing. On a local level, on a local level, I'd much rather get rid of the double entry. Sure. Um, because I don't, I personally don't think that your local tracks on, yeah, you know, on your track. local regular weekend bracket race, I don't think you should be doubling anyway. I think sure. it should be single entry. Sure. Um, that's what I always liked about Gateway because they would, I mean, technically you're double entering, but you would have Super Pro quarter mile and Super Pro eighth mile. I got and you. Two classes. While you're, yeah, well, while you're still getting, yes, in quarter mile, obviously you're getting it all out with the eighth mile run every time, but you're also running at quarter mile and you're getting really hard on stuff and your transmission's getting twice as hot and you got to go twice as far down the track and you burn all that extra fuel and it, it's it's a big burden to actually run quarter mile and eighth mile on the same night at a track like that where you got to drive a mile back to your pits so that wasn't such a big deal there it didn't seem to have much of an effect on who won eighth mile versus quarter mile week to week um but as far as the big money race goes 
with the travel involved and with the uh, just the simple aspect of how much you got to spend to get there and how much time you got to take off and everything, I think there's plenty of people that that go there and double because that might be the only time they're racing that month. So I don't necessarily think that's a great idea to totally get rid of double entries unless it's a specific event, something like the Spring Fling Bristol, where they say this is a single entry event. That's what we are. And 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 that's how you sell it, you know, because which I mean, you know, now that I now that I say that, I guess there's a you know, if there's a flyer and that's what you want, then that's fine. Yeah, you know? I, I, I'm going to take this one, too, uh, from Jeremy Beecher. He says, uh, try renting a track and putting on a race. You can't please everyone. Man, you said you said a lot right there. It's definitely a true statement. But that's why we have going bracket racing community, in my opinion, Casey. We always talk about being able to get in a, get our thoughts out to where somebody can actually go through, listen to them. Promoters are busy, man. They can't just come up and have a racers meeting every other day and say, hey, how, how would you guys like to try this or how would you like to try that? But I can tell you right now, I've seen CP promotions in this in this live stream already who I know is having at least, I want to say four races, but it might be five. And... Um, I think I'm going to show up and stream at least two of them for uh, uh, for the live streaming portion of it all. But they're listening is all I can tell you. I know Kyle Riley will listen. I know uh, Pete Biondo's listened. I've I seen uh, um, one of the Cummins boys in here just a little while ago. People listen. So this, that's that's definitely a true statement, uh, Johnny. Uh, rent a track and put on a race. Can't, can't please everybody. Nah, you're always going to have somebody who got something to say. So that is what it oh, is. Uh... Oh, Slate! Did just you watch the internet the past month? The past month, the internet's been going crazy about what promoters doing what. I'm tired of seeing that. that. I'm done with that conversation already. What about Slate? What he win? I don't remember what he won, but it was a big check. I want to say it might have been a ten or twenty grander uh, down south. Um, man, I tell you what, they're doing. I think it might have been at Gulfport, and I will tell you what, yeah. they're. Uh, that's where uh, T.J. Pruitt moved over there to Long Beach, I believe, over there with A.J. Ash. But uh, I'll tell you what, that's. That's a racetrack that everybody needs to look at as far as what they're doing right now because they're racing on Wednesday nights and having a ton of cars. They're doing some outlaw stuff down there. Uh, they're doing some great bracket racing down there, which, of course, we would expect with having Galen and Britt both down there helping manage it and everything. I think it's Galen, Britt, and Tommy manage the place. I mean, they're doing a ton of stuff. They're doing Southeast Gassers down there, I think. Uh, if If you want to have some if you want to look at a track to get some ideas for your local track and you're a local track manager or you're an owner or you're just somebody who has pull in that area and wants to understand what you should be doing at your racetrack give those guys a look because they're doing everything right right now in my opinion check this out too out of tg pashko he says i'd say a car can only go down one per round one time yeah. around, I think several and that's several pe several people say they wanted to run same car on bracket races and rock classes never finished at that rate. If you got two cars, then run two classes. Back in the old yeah. IHRA days, you couldn't run the same card in multiple classes. Going back to the original conversation we were having on how they were going to finish these these classes off. And you you mentioned yourself, man, some of these people want to be able to run two classes. Well, you better have two cars. I think right. I'm with TG on this one because if you shut if you well, cut it down, then you're doing a little bit doing a little bit better to get stuff stuff done. And what's interesting is is that's that is something that people need to look at too because TG Pascal is a guy that 
would enter if if he was given the choice he'd run top dragster and he'd run the same car in top et also he knows the advantages and he could take advantage of them and you know he can drive whoever's car he wants anybody's going to let him get in a car because he's liable to bring home the check every time just like his brother yeah um but uh but yeah that that is uh i yeah. mean that's what nhra requires here goes the nerd in me, Casey. I'm just sitting here spitballing on this whole shot clock idea because I see people saying in the Facebook side of the chat here that they're ready. Joe Wright's ready for a shot clock. How hard would it be for the Porter Tree or the CompuLink or all these other systems after the tree has fired uh, to maybe wait six seconds and start the actual shot clock? Not hard. The only the only time it would ever be a problem is if a starter every once in a while a starter has to hold you up to get something off the track for safety reasons, like get mop up a couple dots, something that like that. Sense. Yeah. Um, so that would be the only issue that I could see with that scenario would be the starter would have to have the ability to reset the Just clock, which that wouldn't be hard. Yeah. Um yeah. that's also uh one more thing to add to the starter's plate. I would rather them be be, I think it should be the water more worried. Guy. The water well, guys who starts it. I would rather be, I would rather the track personnel be more worried about keeping the track safe and good versus worried about pushing a button for a shot clock. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes so sense. Most man. people, because most of the time that's not a problem. So why? Most of the time. Between water boxes. Yeah, Joe Wright's saying the station lanes uh, have a ready line. So why does it take so long between the water box and the stage? That's a good question, man. It's all it, these are all thoughts that I think everybody pretty much has their mind on. As we've seen enough times, uh, especially throughout this past year, our sports really, really, really moving well. Uh, bracket racing wise, we got a lot of big money things going on. Got a lot of smaller things going on. Hats off to Havana, uh, Central Illinois Raceway, uh, Dragway. Uh, if you're in that area, I'm gonna tell you what I've seen. What's coming out? What's getting ready to come out of them? Not triple sevens anymore, or doubles. It's the tens, and I think it's got round money. And I know I'm not letting anything out of the hat preemptively, as I know the pay structure. You guys will know it very soon. But uh, I envy you guys out there in that area getting a shot at running for that kind of money six or seven times through the year back-to-back -back days on the weekend. That is good stuff. So, Casey, we're going to have to figure out how to come up with a Tracker of the Year award. I really, If you guys got ideas on how we could do that, man, how we could figure out a Track of the Year award, let us know. It could just be as, as much of a, a video getting posted or something. I don't know. I don't, you know, But need to give some, some accolades out to the Track of the Year because uh, Central Illinois Dragway is getting my vote right now, not just because those are my buddies. But because that race is actually really, really, really well structured. At any rate, well, I mean, at the end of the day, they uh, there's a lot of people that want to bash tracks and personnel, and everybody's an idiot or whatever. But I don't see them out there working when it's 110 degrees to let you go have fun on your hobby. So, you know, ultimately, you know, as long as it's not something just totally extravagant, you should thank those guys, even if the track isn't all the way up to par, because. People, whenever they're happier, seem like they do a little better job whenever they're working at 110 degree heat for you standing on asphalt. 
Yeah, I think I agree with that 100%, man. Nah, we come up on that hour, and that generally is, uh, is our time frame here, guys. I know I've seen a lot of new new comments, new chat, you know, new new shares. Thank you guys a lot for joining in the Going Bracket Racing community. And uh, stay in touch. Stay in those chats. We like to hear what you guys are thinking, especially on days where we don't have a guest. We can pay more attention to the chat. We can get your questions out. Um, I don't know what we got going on for Winter Series. I do see a quite a long laundry list of guests that we're going to try to get on the show. That way we've all got something to do during the offseason, maybe do a little bench racing. Maybe you guys want to start a little pro practice tree, little deal, jump in with your buddies. I know myself, Casey, and Brad Gephardt, we send each other, what, 10 hits, 10 hits per day. I need to do mine, by the way. And uh, just kind of compare where we are on the tree. So you guys have a good offseason. Casey, what you got in closing? Oh, man, just glad that I remembered how to how to do this. Everybody will make fun of me about that comment, too, because I always get comments all the time about, man, Casey, you always talk too much. Well, that's why I do this show, so I don't call you and annoy all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's been a good one. Definitely, guys, we thank you for all for joining in, and uh, we will see you guys. I guarantee, I do believe, Casey, we're back next Tuesday, uh, and so I'm just going to leave it at that. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Thanks for joining us here on Going Bracket Racing. Have a good one.